What's up, everybody? This is Selected Series, episode five. We're here with Chef Wu. My name is Luis. This is my boy David. What's up, guys? This is Renee. What up? And like I said, episode five. We're excited to get started. We're here with Chef Gabriel Wu. What's uh, up, Chef? Here in Palm Springs. So we'll get. We'll go ahead and start with uh, uh, Chef Wu. Go ahead and tell us about yourself. All right. My name is Gabriel Wu. Uh, I've been a chef here. Well, I'm from uh, Guadalajara, born in Guadalajara, but I landed here in Palm Springs uh, when I was five years old, and I've been in the valley ever since. Uh, yeah, I've been working um, in the hospitality industry ever, ever since my first job, which was oh, shit, almost almost 20 years ago. <laughs> Oh, okay, wow, that's a hey, long you time. You look so man. young, man. You've been I in know, the right? game <laughs> for a minute. So, what'd you? Wait, 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 let me let me ask. When you said you you landed here, was because you were a legal alien or illegally? What? Yes, yeah. I landed here illegally. Sweet. Uh, uh, I am a permanent resident now, just hey. for those ICE agents out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a permanent resident card ever since uh, '98, <laughs> or, or less than that, that's maybe right. like '92. American. All good. Thank you. Um, and I've been doing good. I mean, uh, I'm no trouble, honestly. You're, <laughs> good. You're a gringo now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so take us back to 20 years ago. How did it all start? Uh, 20 years ago, yeah. So um, I was 15 and a half, and my dad came home one day and said, hey, I got you a job. Sweet. And I'm uh, like, what? You like, yeah, I, like, yeah, I didn't even. I, I didn't know I needed one, but I guess uh, <laughs> yeah, to live there, you had to have yeah. a job. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. My, you know, everyone kind of, uh, you know, and I think I've, by that time, I had been helping my uncles uh, doing landscaping uh, in the summers just to get a little money, helping my dad when he was little. My dad's a shoe cobbler by trade, so he's yeah, more like yeah, the old, yeah. old, that's like an old craft. Um, craftsman. Maybe like four in the valley left. Uh, so he so he got me a job there in uh, dishwashing. So I started as a dishwasher, which I think is um, ideal in any of these trades. Like you start from the bottom. Uh, so you get to know what it when you if you and when you get to the top, you know what it's like to be the person at the bottom um, and you can you not know, not respect look down, it. Not yeah, look yeah, down you don't you don't yeah. uh, look down on those people and you know you appreciate them a little bit more. So that kind of gives you an idea of this is what I want to do. Right. Because you started off at the bottom, like in the kitchen, washing dishes and, and uh, you're still in the kitchen now. Well, so it kind of. I mean, yeah, unbeknownst to me, I didn't, I didn't know. I just, I just took no it idea. as a job. Right. I'm like, cool, I got a job. It's, uh, they told me come in at 3.30 uh, after school, and this is what you're going to do. Uh, it was fun, a fun environment in a country club. You know, it's more than in a little restaurant. There's maybe 50 employees. There's uh, events going on, and it, it, was, it was cool. And it, but really quickly, the chef, uh, like, uh, you know, noticed me and, and the work I was doing, and he's like, uh, come with me. You're gonna help me set up the buffet. Hmm. So we'd uh, go down to the storage, get the bins of uh, whatever it was. If it was like a Mexican theme night, we'd go down and get the sombreros and the sarapes and and lay those all out on the buffet. Um, and you kind of teach me about uh, putting height in the buffet, like up and down, you know, so it looks nice. It's appealing to yeah to the, the dynamic, guests. like mm -hmm. yeah the aesthetic, like the aesthetic. aesthetic yeah, yeah, very very important uh, when food. In any sense, I got a question for you. What were your friends at the time? Because you said 15, 15 and a half. What were your friends at the time thinking about you working? 
Oh, uh, they 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 loved it for sure. Cause by that time I had a car, so the money uh, that you out. I okay. got Get, for you had my gas dad, money. my dad gave gave me a car. Worst idea ever. <laughs> <laughs> Parents, man, don't give your kids a car at that young yeah. age. So They're like, here's the yeah. car, so you can take yourself to school. Okay. Oh, I no. don't. Yeah, yeah no. I'm, not, I'm not going to school. <laughs> right, man. right, right. I have money and a car. That's yeah. A, I'm going to school and then ditching. How did how did your dad come across that that job? Like or that, that like, my dad my dad worked there also oh, okay, in the okay. uh, in the locker room. So he would like shine the shoes if we, they needed some fixing or take cleaning of the cleats for for the golf. Yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. uh, golf cleats. Uh, he would do that. So he just had like an inn already there. So he he got me the job. Um, but not to blame my parents. Like, I'm not saying like, bad parent. I mean, right. Just like, you know, yeah, here's yeah, a car to yourself yeah. to school. You know, yeah, for sure. Pretty cool. It wasn't a new car. So which also is very important. Don't get, if you're going to get get a car, don't get a new car. Right. You became a, a deviant right after you got that car? Or like, were you just out I, and I think out so. And it was right around the same, the, the same time. I mean, with that much freedom, uh, at the same time that that was happening, uh, my mom and dad were like not in a good place, getting divorced. They were we were separating, so maybe that's why my dad too was like, "You need to, you know, help out." Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Probably. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, I mean that that that's just that just opened the doors Jeez. to all kinds of people. Growing up, uh, when I was little, mm-hmm. like in kindergarten, I won an award for like art, and uh, I remember the kin- they always tell me. My mom always tells me the kindergarten teacher told me like. You know, take care of him. This guy's gonna be great. Like yeah. he's, oh, he's okay. special. Right. He's special. Like make sure he does uh, well. In Just to give the listeners a little more perspective, when you're 15, what year is that? Yeah, exactly. we're 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 talking because we have a different demographic, and maybe oh, we're that's, listening. That's to, true. Uh, some that's people true. don't Very know true. that like. <laughs> It's a um, it's a different times. There's no cell phones this is before the 2000s, uh, right? right? So we're in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this, and is, this is like late 90s. I went to I signed up to be a freshman at uh, CCHS in 1998. That's right. There you Just go. To give you guys so a little. That was right. I mean, they were they were there before. My sister graduated from there to, in the year 2000. So. Oh, okay. uh, it oh, was okay. open before that, but yeah. I was, you know, it was still fairly new. CCHS. One of the first classes. It was still yeah. gray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. It <laughs> was still gray. They, they, uh, that whole plan is from a, 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 a jail, right? Yeah, like, it's a prison. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Layout. The, yeah, yeah, layout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of schools. The donut. Like that. But, um, so you were telling us about. Uh, yeah, I believe you said your uncle sent uh, sent up the buffet. Uh, the chef. The chef. The he chef. took me. Oh, the and chef. He, he helped me set up the buffet. Uh, the sous chef. Uh, now was taking me and he's like, okay, you're going to chop this case of parsley up and they're teaching me the tricks. And one day he gave me a book, uh, like a cooking book, maybe one from where he went to school and he yeah. said, here, <laughs> the sous chefs, there's always the chefs. He was, he was dick. He was, uh, he was an he asshole. He was me. Yeah. He yeah. was an asshole. He just like kind of threw him in here. Like study this. You know, like, <laughs> look, look at this book. I was like, Dude. what? Cause your nice skills were slow because your idea. Of no, what? they were probably good. They were he was oh, probably really? like, okay, cool. This guy, maybe, you know, he shows promise. Like so here, you had, look at you this had book. potential from the, from the get go. So my yeah. question is, did you ever have any interest in food before that? Any, no, any all, all I can stuff. say is that I grew up, uh, coming home with my, my siblings and we would watch Julia Child. Because uh, okay. that was oh, on TV, yeah, it was yeah, on yeah. Uh, cable TV, so channel nine, I think it was KCET. She was on there, and we—it was just entertaining. That's, it that's wasn't—it surprise. wasn't because like, oh, I want to learn how to cook. Yeah, it was yeah. just because she had that that interesting voice, and yeah. there was—it was like bloopers in real time. Yeah, even yeah. though she would drop something like, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's, so it was entertaining. So we would watch that. Um, but I—I I don't—I can't say that I grew up like, oh, let me help my mom yeah. cook or 
or that you know that's where i get it from because i don't although my mom is a very good cook i just never paid attention uh i do remember though in elementary school like uh when i had access to a library i was like oh this is cool you can you know learn about anything i would get the cookbooks and try to make cookies oh so that did stem from something yeah 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 Yeah, but it wasn't a lot or maybe it wasn't because my mom was like super (laughs) clean and you know she's like you're not no you're not making cookies here and like (laughs) so we'd go to the neighbor's house and we'd make cookies but he keeps keeps saying that no but like everything he's saying is like it's 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 subconscious inspiration it's like uh like i just compare like me doing music i used to play the drums like when i was five i didn't think of it but it's similar to you i mean you had an interest in those books and then you know all those little things there and there all those things added up to oh shit it was also art like drawing and things like that were your parents but i knew it was some kind of art yeah always knew it was some kind of art like i wasn't math or anything like that was always some kind of art. did your parents like want you to pursue what you wanted or did they say no no you're gonna do this or uh no i know i had the freedom to they were always just very um uh, they're like adamant that I should be going to school. Obviously, like I was, I think first generation for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was gonna be like going to school and graduating high school and going to college. I think they they really wanted me to go to college. With that being said, going back to you going to school, like you started not going to school, you started. Yeah, I was always uh always always in gate. Uh, when I graduated middle school, I went to uh, CP classes yeah. starting freshman year. I had all the right friends. Uh, but sometime around my uh, freshman year, I I went the other way. You yeah, know, yeah. I, was, I saw the other side. Because at say. home, it was a little difficult to be at home. And I, you had to, you, no, you it had, was you had, a little difficult, but not too bad. I was mostly you, on the on the like with my friends. So plus, you had a job. So and I had a job in a car. Yeah. So I had wide opportunities. The door was wide open for me to do whatever I wanted to do, and I chose the the other side for a while. So. Uh, there, w- there was a, a period of time where I remember being in school, hanging out with my with my friends that were in the CP classes, and they were talking. They were they were bummed because they got a, like a B or a, or a C, <laughs> like, and I was like, oh, damn, really? Like I got, you know, I have a D, <laughs> and F. Like, damn, maybe I don't belong here. So, so I just straight up like you cut ties. T- you yeah, cut ties. Kind of started, you know, like not hanging out with them at lunch. Start hanging out with this uh, other crowd of of friends that had more things in common with me at that time which was uh freedom so we can hang out at night we can s- stay out late we had cars we um and which eventually landed me uh I- experimenting with drugs yeah yeah and unfortunately like some some uh heavy stuff yeah, yeah you could yeah, say yeah. no n- which no 15 or 16 year old should be right should be experimenting yeah, with yeah, yeah. or even like getting a chance to get a hold of some but it's also it's awesome that you're you're sharing that with us because right now they're doing like that that dare or that drug campaign at schools and they're talking about how you know marijuana alcohol and cigarettes are a drug but right now what's going on with the kids is like these popping the pills and like all this stuff it's like yeah it's medicine but it, it's a drug too and and, oh, and they're all definitely a drug. 14 15 year olds that are going through this stuff and you know maybe you can Kind yeah, I go back and forth all the time thinking it, was it uh a diff- was it a more intense time then or now? Yeah. I don't know, but because you know, I remember back then uh in middle school I would I would ride my bike to school and come back or maybe sometimes walk yeah, to yeah. school and come back, which is I think st- a little strange. Now my mom ha- we have she has more kids now that are younger and she picks them up 
you know, like, oh, I have to oh, go pick them up. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. they can't yeah, walk right sure. now in oh, the yeah. sun. You know, I'm like, what? <laughs> what? You, you didn't know? care about me? <laughs> what about me? <laughs> yeah, we used to walk home all the time. Um, so there was, we definitely, I guess, had a little more freedom. We didn't have phones and all that, like yeah. I said. So so if we weren't home, then it was, it was yeah. It was Until like, you got home. Until I got home, yeah. Then I could yeah. lie or, or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the epi- that epidemic of, like, younger drug use has always been there. But I think it's dope because you could tell that story because a lot of people don't get out of that. And I mean, look at you yeah. where you're at right now, exactly. you know, and you're able to exactly. tell people that and tell people how to get past. Cause there's some people that are stuck in that. And I, I've seen it firsthand and it's hard for them to get out of that because they think that that's their entire life. Yeah. And when they see people like you, you know, overcome that and be able to talk about it and be like that, you can't overcome it. And it's you can never, be whatever. It's never you. too late. Yeah. It's definitely yeah, never too late. L- luckily for me, I realized that, uh, two years in, and uh, I, I remember just being one day, like the people around me were getting uh, super like deeper and deeper into yeah. it. So you're like, oh, okay, now they're, now they're dealing and now they're dealing with these yeah. big uh, ambiguous people that, you know, I, I, who are these people? Yeah. What do they do? They look weird. You know, uh, I've been in houses where, you know, like a trap house, I guess yeah. you could say yeah. now at that age, which now it's like, I have a daughter now. She's three years old, and I'm just like, wow. She was like 16. Wow. Like, what? What was I doing, yeah. man? Like, in those places, definitely not the right place for, for a young uh, kid. Uh, but it, luckily, yeah. The the thing that helped me out was just uh, picturing uh, my mom. You know, like uh, look. Like say she was looking at me oh, through some yeah. kind of like oh, camera or Latina something, mom. Yeah. doing the things that I was doing. I was like, whoa, man, that would just break her heart. And just, I don't want to do that to my family, to my mom, especially. And that, that's what, that's was, what helped uh, me out. And was it like what, an out of body experience where you're kind of judging yourself? Almost. Yeah. Right? It's almost like one of those times where you're like, just like looking in the mirror and you Is see that what you were sober or were you, were you tripping out? Like, were you, uh, no, no, I was sober. Oh, okay. It definitely wasn't like a trip, <laughs> but, like, but it was oh. just one of those days, maybe like the day after a crazy day where, you know, you're just you're regretting you know, everything. Yeah. You're regretting. You're like, what am I doing? You know, like, yeah. I, well, that's good, man. Not yeah. a lot of people, you know, have that, have that moment where they have yeah. to question themselves and realize like what they're doing isn't right. Yeah, and yeah. it's hard. It's definitely hard because you know that world that you built and those experiences that you had with those people. All of a sudden, uh, you have to leave behind and oh, and, yeah. and do your best to to not answer those phone calls, to say no to the the kickbacks and the hangouts. Yeah. And the were you still holding a job then? No. No, you got no. fired. So, yeah, or? I definitely definitely got fired from my first job for being uh, late and uh, maybe a no call no show in between. Even though they gave me chances, that yeah. chef was really plus they were they were looking at your dad working there and they're you know your dad vouched for you and all that stuff and they even offered me like hey man maybe when when you get out of school maybe we can help you go to college if you want to pursue this yeah yeah and i was like wow those drugs were strong Mm. yeah 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 not just the drugs but the whole uh lifestyle the whole you know everything that you picture you have girls and drugs and parties and and everything else money but uh yeah, so after after that job and you weren't you weren't like having any capital coming in like how were you able to sustain your 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 lifestyle i didn't i remember uh those were probably uh like the worst like three months i think uh, i've ever had where i was depressed i think i was yeah. at home just uh, at that time we lived in an apartment with my dad my mom and dad had separated finally 
and it was like me, my brother, my sister, my cousin, his girlfriend, my my sister and her boyfriend. Wow. So probably Jeez. like twelve of us in a one bedroom oh apartment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And everybody would like go to work, and I would stay home just like on the couch. And I remember like digging in the couches for like money to go walk to go buy cigarettes, and then I like, come back home and I was like, man. Like what am I doing? You know, so, yeah. yeah, at eight, wow. at eighteen, like wow, you know, man. that's that's a crazy, uh, crazy time. But I eventually like got it together, and I think my next, I eventually went out to go look for a job. And I think my next job, I was like, I'm not gonna do the kitchen thing again because in the it's in the environment. I mean, everybody in they call themselves pirates in the kitchen because <laughs> you gotcha. get all those people. You know, it's like after work, it's you drink or yeah. smoke, whatever. Right. You know? Yeah. yeah. So I went into computers and doing like data entry um, at United Rentals, which is like a construction company that rents out anything, a boom wow. lift, a scissor, a, a saw, like whatever you need, they'll, they'll go there. And uh, it was good times for the construction company, but then like everyone else, the, the hit, the, oh, you know, okay, the construction the hit and boom, they started cutting uh, everybody. And I was uh, really. one of the first ones, but luckily uh, one of my best friends was working in, in La Quinta at Stuff Pizza. And he was just telling me like, hey dude, like, do you wanna come make pizzas? Back like I'll pay kitchen. you pretty good money. Yeah, and like- it's Somehow just, the kitchen um, just kept calling you Yeah, back. that's yeah, why yeah. I, when people ask me, I always say the, the kitchen chose me. There like, you go. You know, because I, I really didn't want to do it, but it kept come, it like reappearing in my life. Yeah. You know? what, so what age was this, at, the pizza thing? This was uh, probably around uh, 20 years old. Okay. So I was in okay. the construction and that was a nice job kush man i was i would they would send me out of town san diego like go yeah. take this merchandise so the whole day it was just me driving in the van <laughs> san diego yeah. coming back and i was like cool. man that's cool <laughs> uh so that ended and i ended up at back at a restaurant and um i was just doing line cooking i was making pizzas actually to begin with but then they were like hey man you're good at the pizzas why don't you jump on the on the hotline you know in the making entrees so I jumped over there and then eventually the kitchen manager left and they looked at me and said, why don't, why don't you to run, you can to do run it. the kitchen? Yeah. To do the schedules. How to many years do was, the training. was this in? Was this like six months in a year? This is probably like, yeah, four months in, five wow. months Couple in. Couple weeks. Yeah. It started happening really fast. So, and then I was there for about a year and a half doing all, all those things. But I remember the first, uh, one of the first experiences that I had, uh, where I said like, okay, this is going to be, this is what I want to do was I got that kitchen manager job and um, all the old timers, the older people. I was young. I was By that time, you had kick, kicked the habit? Yeah, I had kicked the habit. And it's crazy when you kick the habit, dude. I would have dreams where I would dream that I was doing it again yeah. and wake up like, oh, like it was just shot. a dream, like a nightmare. Wow. Yeah, it's a nightmare, you know? The, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, but that time, yeah, I was done. And then I was just in the kitchen and, and the old timers give me a hard time. Like, what do you, what do you know? You know, you're 21. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty you're much like typical old time. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but you know what? Ta talking about thing. talking about your age right now, because you went through all that shit when you were younger. I mean, I'm sure that made you a lot more wiser than the normal 20, 21 year old. So I mean, you get right. there. I mean, you might not have noticed that subconsciously, but I mean, fuck, you're 21 now. You've been through all this shit. I mean, you've been through this shit that like. 20 mid 20 older you know people that are still struggling yeah, you with went that through shit. a whole lifetime yeah, exactly yeah, yeah exactly. we're seeing exactly yeah you got, pretty you, much almost hit like rock bottom well, you i guess you could see through really the fast sure. where yeah. i was you know on the couch depressed searching for yeah. money in my couches 
Uh, so I knew I, I had to grind. Like yeah. that, yeah, that was yeah, it. Yeah. I was like, yeah. you know what? This is the only way to do it. You Not grind. only did you okay. have to grind, but you had to prove these people wrong, right? Yeah. So that was the next step. You know. So after they started giving me that crap, and I and I, yeah, I took a look and I was like, you're they're right. Like, what do I know? They've been doing this for. Oh, they years. got in your head. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, it, it was pretty, pretty true. I mean, if you uh, technically it was true, like they they've been doing this for right. a while. I come in. And I'm like, I'm good at computers and I understand English very well. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to be your boss now. You know, even right. though I don't. <laughs> right. you know, He's so like, I, you're even right. Though I, I don't speed, know everything. Even though I didn't know the like, <laughs> so shortcuts and things like that. So yeah. it was humbling. So I said, you know what? This, I like this. I'm pretty naturally good at this. I'm going to go to school. So I went to culinary school. I looked it up. And um, I, I, the first one I got, I'm like, oh, let me go check it out. And I said, if I don't get in here now, like, it probably won't do it. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. If I think about it too much or if I look at, like, the money side of it and, and how long it's going to take and can I do it because I need to be working plus going to school to San Bernardino. I went to the Art Institute. Oh, so nice. if I thought about it too much, I, 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 I wasn't going to do it yet. I eat. For a little while so i went to school two and a half years i had uh, two jobs i was still doing two jobs on my days off i would fill up my schedule for school and just be gone uh all day doing as many classes as i can the whole day to graduate um and that was a fun experience i i, I noticed even then that i was uh kind of gifted in you in but, this but were you art. were you falling now were you falling in love with the, the, yes, the whole thing now then yeah yeah when you know once you start learning more and you're like oh and like I can make this sauce and now, now you can get creative and make yeah, these ideas yeah. that, um, the and they weren't great what I'm was what was the like turning point when you started like was it school that made you start appreciating it more or was it like a certain like yeah I think it was definitely school yeah it was definitely school because I've never been in in that kind of uh, mm, what was it like organized uh Environment, environment, like a, yeah. yeah where like you had to uh, yeah, wear your, your your hat and your neckerchief under mm. your coat, and you had to have a pen and a thermometer. And right. if you didn't have those things, they would. So keep you were you dressing off. the part. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Or if you weren't shaved, like you have to buy a really? razor from the instructor for a dollar, and like the cheap one, and go to the bathroom and and shave up because oh, that was shit. the level. You know, that was the standard. The this is our institute. institute. Yeah. Can you tell us wow. a? Um, like just something that happened at school that like was tough for you that could maybe push somebody off and say fuck this shit and like dip out yeah like what kind of barriers uh well definitely the first barrier is like driving out there oh, you okay. know like twice oh, you twice a week an hour yeah i was commuting and oh, so shit. and you were working two jobs and i was still working two jobs on the how did the you days how on. did you manage to keep a head like your head like like on the on the target i just turned everything off everything else didn't matter only work and school only work and school and so there was no social life there was no not really the social life was happening at school oh, so okay. after school we would hang out sweet go to the parking lot and like you know we have the coolers and we have a beer <laughs> yeah. you know that kind of deal College. um but other than that no i mean I'm, I'm just asking which, which was actually easier and better because i didn't have friends because i didn't I quit the friends. No distractions. Like, yeah, yeah, you so were the, the, good the friends, friends that I had. The friends that you had anymore. built were were in that other lifestyle, and they were still in that lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, it was wow. easy for me to say like, "This is." I gotta good. make a new. It's almost like the rehab, but outside of it, you know. So you wow. never went to rehab. You just cut co no, cold. No, just cold did, turkey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, life was your rehab. That's good. Yeah. So, do you think? Uh, how do you think being creative kind of benefit your oh, I, being I, a chef? 
Uh, yeah, so I feel like I've always uh, been creative since I was little. I remember asking my dad uh, to bring me home boxes, you know, when, oh, when he okay. would come home from work and I would build like dioramas so yeah. I could play with like, the toys that I had, yeah. you know? So creativity was always uh, a, a gift of mine. So definitely when, when I started going to school and I could see that you can make this sauce and this sauce can turn into this sauce plus that. Right. So you're like, man, the, and the possibilities are endless. Yeah. And like it, all the cuisines from different uh, places in the world, can you can combine them, take the technique from a Japanese uh, dish and apply it to a Mexican Crazy. dish. Is, or even just like the appearance, right? Like how you dress something up. Oh yeah, appearance definitely is huge, especially right now with Instagram and Snap. Right. Like your food yeah, yeah, has yeah. to look good uh, if you want to so, make it. So talking about kind of what your kindergarten teacher was saying about like, you know, the art thing. So as a chef now, you're obviously you're a chef. Do you see yourself? I kind of always ask this. Do you see yourself as an artist as well? Because I mean, you're saying that y- you've always oh, been in, involved an yeah. in art. So now it's like, I think, oh, and yeah. like I always say, there's a part where a point where you become you're a creative in whatever you are, mm. and then that threshold that puts you above everybody is when you're a chef, uh, audio engineer, uh, graphic designer. But when you're an artist, it puts mm. you above everything in your own world you know so i'm just is that what you say i guess what i like about what i do being a chef is not just about the food it's like the whole experience you can get creative in how you set the table uh you can get creative in how uh, a guest experience is walking in so candles do you want certain type of lights how bright do you want it to be do you want more more plants here or or what kind of glassware, what kind of plates, like so it goes. So that's all a part of. Oh, yeah, that's all yeah. a part of like chef food's experience, then, right? Can yeah, you can yeah. you give us, kind of like a like a real quick rundown on how you would like set up a night for for dinner f- for your guests? Like how how would like how would you guys go about setting up? Right, right. So so right now, um, I'll talk about what we do right now. So right now we set up a long table. Uh, it's, it's four tables in one long line with the chairs family depending style. on the yeah mm-hmm. it's family style depending on the the weather if it's going to be a little chilly we put nice little blankets on the back of the of the table so cool. if you get cold yeah. that's right that's yeah. there right there wow. uh, the menus inside the napkin with the little herb from the garden that we we grow so that's there like a little touch definitely fresh flowers um, and then when you walk in, you have to be greeted with a smile, you know, like, right. hi, welcome. And then you, if you can't, if you remember their name, if it's a returning guest, you, of course, like, oh, hi, Mrs. Whatever. And yeah. Mr. Yeah, please. Uh, there's a little bite right here, some some hummus and or and we give them a little shot, uh, a little flute of champagne, like yeah. oh, champagne, please. And you kind of start creating the night by uh, having the guests wait a little bit, even if everyone's Man. there on time. You want to wait, make them yeah. wait a little bit so they start kind of talking, mingling yeah. with each yeah. other. Maybe like, oh, where are you that saying? Definitely is art, man. You're, 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 you're creating art, an environment. Yeah, yeah, for yeah sure. you create the whole experience. It's just, I don't want them to remember the food specifically. I want them to remember the whole night. The experience. Right. Yeah, wow. the whole experience. Wow. Like, man, I want to do that again. You know, it was fun. That's, so that's an art, man. Like, yeah. that kind of reminds me of like what music can do to you. Like, it exactly. can make you feel good. Yeah going out and experiencing and a, some dining like that yeah, the yeah, music yeah. that we have right. on oh wow the, 
during the whole meal, the smells that are are happening because you know that's really tied to your memories. Music and yeah. and smells are, are really tied to memories. So if you can hit all those, did you learn any of that in school? Is it is, is it any any of the stuff that they taught you, or is there anything that down, like your, no. your, your <laughs> or any of your what is it, sous know, chefs the, that the like anything like? Or is this just with experience? School, school, culinary school. Well, my experience was a lot about theory. Yeah. Right. Mm. So your first class is like safety and sanitation. Yeah. Mm. And then you pass your your exam that everyone needs if you want to be a manager in the hospitality industry in the food industry. Okay. You need your surf safe. So they would help you get that. So now you have your surf safe. You're qualified to be a manager, and you need that at every establishment. Uh, then the next class was like learning about stocks and sauces, the fundamentals of cooking. And then you go to uh, international cuisine. So they tell you uh, a little bit about every cuisine, Japanese, and you write, wow. you have to write these recipes when you get to class and they'll check on and like, all right, you can go, like you can cook. If, if you don't have, if you didn't write them down, then you, you're done. <laughs> you know, oh, go, shit. that's what you're going to do during, while everyone's cooking. Um, but it's a lot about, uh, learning a lot about theory and ingredients and that everyone's using techniques but you you can't expect to be a chef coming out of culinary school mm. like that like right. you need the experience one of the tools you walk out is is um thinking for yourself too right like being able to be like oh yeah that worked you, with this and so now i can you pretty much discover like what you want to do yeah so, you know some people may be like oh i don't like that stuff i'm gonna stick to Mexican, I'm gonna open up a Mexican restaurant, or I don't like cooking. Well, they gave you the tools, and so now you run with, and now you create. It's not like they showed you and they gave you a template. Like, let's say you're like a cabinet maker, or like a somebody that works with wood. Like, you didn't get all the templates. You have to use your mind and your creative, you know, to create something out of scratch. You have the tools now. Make it. Like Mm -hmm. that's that's what you figure it out pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, right but you have the tools to yeah. figure it out that's what they taught you yeah so while you were in school like what was your biggest drive because you to keep you going because you mentioned there were like some barriers and stuff what kind of pushed yeah, you yeah. through that uh, I, I i always wanted to uh go to college and kind of graduate from get a degree uh so that kept me going um all the time because i felt like you know growing up up until that time where i kind of uh, got away from my path yeah. uh, my parents were like I was making them proud you know like yeah, yeah. he's gonna do something he's, yeah. he's doing good and then I kind of went like ah, no. so but for my even for myself I always wanted a degree like I always want to go to college and get a degree so um, I didn't just get a culinary certificate like I actually took uh, sociology and, and the, oh, wow. all those kinds of classes English and writing and all those to get a, a degree so I got a, uh, an associate's degree um, at college, which sucks. That's good. But that's what kept me going, that and, and the fact that I was, that I, I knew already in an early time in my career that that I was different, that I was special. I had like a natural ability to combine flavors, to create different dishes and, and make things happen. So, Were you ever like cooking anything in the in the kitchen and like the first time cooking where people told you like oh you know what this isn't good or you know what this oh, is yeah. good yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that was happening in the right in the beginning of oh, stuff, okay. stuff pizza and i was the kitchen manager yeah like, oh, this is a special tonight and it was just stuff that i had just learned in school which is uh-huh. basic sauces uh-huh. and things and i remember like the hostess would be like 
that doesn't look good. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then you have to take a hard look, and then be like, yeah, I can see that. Doesn't look good. Yeah. <laughs> right. She's right. right. <laughs> you know, and like, yeah, okay, cool. And then I feel bad, like, for my my girlfriend at the time, because I'd be experimenting at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My parents, you know, I'd be like, I'm cooking tonight. And they'd be like, yay. Fuck, and it's like 9.30 p.m. I'm still, like, Shut working. Almost there, almost there. Almost almost there. Done, almost yeah, done. have some crackers. Oh, I'm almost there. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> sleeping and shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh and my shit. mom and my, my siblings, they have some stories about that. And they're making ravioli. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Like, so when was the time when, ordeal. for the first time, somebody told you, you know what, this is really good. Uh, let's see. That wasn't that wasn't really happening at, at Stuff Pizza. Oh, that was like my next job. So so Stuff Pizza let me go. You know, I thought it was killing wow. it there. <laughs> was it because you weren't <laughs> good? At, you were too bad. These pizzas are too good. Not because I was bad. Because I remember that everybody, the managers, the owners, they were crying. They they were they were like crying like you know what like this isn't. This isn't the place for you. It's like you need yeah. to go. And you're bigger. Ah, okay. Do something. Okay. We gotta let yeah, you go because like you're, big, you're bigger cool than though. this, man. No, I, was, I didn't understand. We're holding no, you back. Is, We're holding you back. Super dope. So I had to go look, and I remember. Oh man, around those times, I, <laughs> I my health was all stressed out. I went to we got a couple uh, restaurants that weren't good. I was like, oh man, what am I doing here? But I landed at this. Uh, at country club in in la quinta uh the la quinta resort but they have oh. so many different outlets there so it was the citrus club in la quinta and that chef he i interviewed with him and he's like how do you make risotto you know i was like yeah, oh crap, that, like, that's a damn that's a good question uh <laughs> um, like i'm like for for one person or are you trying to do it for the line and he's like just tell me how you make it like, oh, okay so you're gonna take your rice your boreal rice and then you're gonna Add a little olive oil or clarified butter, depends what you have, and toast it. And then you know, and he's like, okay, yeah. cool, cool. So he's he gave like, me the he gave me the job, and he was my wow. first mentor, uh, Chris Olson. Shout out to Chris out Olson. Chris. Shout out Chris. Uh, he's at the Thunderbird Club right now, serving like Obama and all that. It's cool. Wow. But he was a good mentor. He is a good mentor, man. He was like a robot, dude. He was there yeah. when you got there, even if you were the first one, and he was the last one to leave. So wow. that was wow. a great example. Of, uh, of a dude that was, and he was in there with you and he'd hop in like teach you almost fundamentals he was like a teacher to me but that was the first time that i remember making something that was way different we made like these uh moroccan lamb shanks with uh couscous and so and i didn't even know you know i don't know what the wow. like yeah. it is right yeah. <laughs> yeah. i don't know why but i could taste that right oh, that sounds good. Like, okay, okay that sounds good that sounds good and then i remember that time he he we're braising, which is like cooking something in liquid in, in, in the oven. And he's like, you're going to, okay, put the things in there. You're going to put some plastic wrap over it, like saran wrap, and then foil on top of that and then put it in the oven. And I was like, okay. And when it came down to that time, I was like, plastic first and then foil? I was uh, like, what yeah, the hell is yeah. that? I had to go check. I'm like, oh, it's check. you said plastic first and then foil, right? I'm telling you, he's like, yes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's a, like a one of the um, tricks the best tricks yeah like wow. it's like a trick it seals really nice and it boils everything in oh, really nice okay. so you thought he was messing with you yeah first. i thought <laughs> i was like what? Man, yeah, plastic, plastic in the oven yeah. right now, but that's how you brace things you ever go. since then used, yeah that's one of those things that i used to work at uh disneyland and uh, i don't know if you've heard of uh napa rose they mm -hmm. have a they have like a like four what is it, like a four diamond restaurant there oh, or whatever nice. and yeah the chef there used to, I think he fired somebody for burning some like 
some like flatbread or something. <laughs> yeah, because like it was like this third time burning flatbread. It's like every day he would walk in and he's like burn it. The next day burn it, and the third is just like, dude, we gotta let you go. But the, yeah. these guys would work um, twelve hour days because yeah. they would get there, they would um, set up the kitchen, and then they had to clean everything afterwards. Yeah. Like after the restaurant had closed, these guys were they were basically like. It's, being, a, like, it's, it's a, a it's crazy a, job, and I think that stems from all that from being young and and uh, almost like a little bit misogynistic. Mm. You know, you like yeah. you like punishment. You yeah. like you, that makes you feel good. Like no, it, you beat did you yourself did you have to day. work those long hours? Oh yeah, my yeah. first job, that dishwashing job, was three three p.m. to three a.m. Like we would, and yeah, I was still in school. I don't know how that was legal. Holy shit! Yeah, me. no, for real. <laughs> but like yeah. uh, we would work. They would close down the restaurant, and so it was me and like two other guys, oh. dishwashers, take out all those rubber mats, probably like right, twenty pounds right, each. Yeah. Or more, you know, and there was probably like yeah. fifteen or twenty of them. Take them out, wash them. With the I have a little bit of one. insight on that. Um, when the food would show up to the dishwashers and the plates weren't being touched, were you guys eating all that food? <laughs> nah, nah, not all the time. Not all nah. the time. Wow. It depends that. what it is. If it's like yeah, shrimp or we were, lobster, yeah. We were, we were getting like, like, like we were getting plates. <laughs> at that restaurant, we were getting duck. We were getting like lamb. We were getting all this like top notch food. They would just grub on that <laughs> and and it was like shoving their face it was like you, you know because you tell they were really really hungry <laughs> no but like you're talking about like <laughs> this, like, this very I that all day <laughs> very expensive restaurant right where people sit down and they got this like very nice like thousand dollar suit on and they're eating and stuff and yeah. and then that that food gets to the back of the kitchen and these fat dishwasher dudes <laughs> dirty as hell are grabbing the food with their hands and just shoving their face you're talking no, about no, that's, you're that's talking like, about duck you're talking about the like the most expensive food and it's being consumed in the front of the kitchen and these people are paying you know nine hundred dollars for a dish yeah these guys are eating it for free in the back. <laughs> you know? That's like, one way like, to get a, a, your hands on that's a some dish crazy, like that's, that. That's yeah. crazy, huh? Uh, but no, no. There was, I don't think there was ever a, a need for, for that. I mean, even in dishwashers. Even dishwashers. <laughs> we treat dishwashers pretty good. I mean, yeah. we, we know they're at the bottom of the, of the chain as far as... Uh, no, no, but I'm just like salary. I so got to see that kind of stuff. You treat them really kind of, good. Yeah, You're yeah, like, yeah. what do you want to eat? Mm. You know, it'll make you that... Dish, oh damn! That that's, that's or sweet. try this sauce, you know. So they yeah. Yeah, they have oh, to get okay. excited and believe in the product that you're selling as well. So they're very important and they're yeah, like the for, backbone of yeah. kitchen. Your so kitchen yeah. doesn't so run they if clean, they, they, they right they yeah. dishes. That's cool that you were able to experience that because now as a chef, you know, you see them and you understand what they're yeah, going through. For sure. Yeah, and it, I learned a lot of uh, uh, different things from different chefs along along the way for those lines, like for management. For you never ask somebody to do something that you wouldn't do yourself gotcha. that's always very important uh chris also always told me don't think about the money the money mm -hmm. will come mm -hmm. so to you know to make moves because everybody wants if you're looking for the money you're going to land somewhere you know, right somewhere. you gotta love what you do yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. i have a question so for inspiring chefs um what are some of the biggest challenges in the food or chef in the hospitality community like what are some of the biggest challenges that you feel um, they could face, and what's your advice on it? Man, that one's hard. That one's hard. What to, what to look out for? Yeah, like what to look out for. What were some of the biggest challenges that you felt like you, maybe you went through that are common 
and what's your advice well, if, yeah everybody knows um if you look at the documentaries like chef's table yeah. and all those things that before you say like i want to be a chef you know gut check yourself are you mm. are you a, a ready set uh you know down to to leave your friends behind yeah. to forget yeah. about family gatherings like birthdays mm. holidays you're going to be working so the sacrifice yeah. in the kitchen sacrifice, like be, being ready for is huge. sacrifice Dude, sacrifice is huge uh, and I don't, I don't blame them. My family now rarely invites me to things like, you know, they don't call me. Maybe it might be on the WhatsApp family yeah, thing, but right. everybody is already like, oh, he's probably working. Yeah. If it's Saturday or Sunday or Friday, they know. you can count me out because I'm going to be right. working. But you're and also self-indulging yourself in your own like passion. Well, I love it. I in your own I passion. I don't mind. Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I don't mind. I, you know, the, 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 the good part is now, I mean, I don't know how we're doing in time, but right now where I'm at, these owners, um, uh, I've been to Europe. They took me to Europe in in a, in a way that most people probably won't ever experience in their life. Like Air France, Le Premier, which is you get a bed. Uh, you, yes, you, right. you check in when you, you check into the airport. There, they don't need, you don't even go to the. You can go up to the side of the kiosk and be like, you know, I got my ticket. Like I'm Air France, Le Premier. Like, oh, like okay, that. hold on one second. And then you get your own person that's like, I'm come bougie, this I'm way. Wow. Yeah, come this way. They take your bags. You go to this lounge where they give you a menu or it's a food, but there's no prices. Everything's already Paid like for. included. Yeah. yeah, you get choose that. You get on the plane. There's a Vouv, you know, whatever, 65 on there. And it's like champagne. Uh, you get your seat and it's like big, Massive, big seat, man. Yeah. 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 You get a three course meal. And then when you're ready, you tell the stewardess, like, I'm ready for bed. Okay. You get pajamas too, tuck by the way. They give, you pa- they give you pajamas. <laughs> and all your tuck me yeah, she does. She, she makes your bed. It's like a comforter. And she'll like tuck yeah. you in. Fluffs your she, pillow. She, good night. She give you a kiss good night too. Yeah. <laughs> now you yeah, went from the trap house to that, man. That's Let's crazy. Go. That's great. Wow. I've been wrong. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Hello, crazy. I've been to four three-star michelin restaurants like never in my life sometimes it's still hard to uh to, to look back and be like yeah. oh yeah God. that's like, wonderful yeah, man I've what's been your crazy thing. What's a lot been of your, lives man that's dope what's been your favorite meal like uh that you've had when traveling uh, oh when traveling uh it's probably italy italy mm. in italy man everybody that, has man. a little garden like the mecca uh, everyone okay. has a little Bomb garden food, right? so you just get tomatoes yeah. like the juiciest most ripe tomatoes from the front yard and, and wow. they don't do much to it. That's the best, that's probably the best food that you can have. If, if you can get a tomato cut in half, just sprinkle some salt and <laughs> some olive oil and you taste it and you're like, wow, man, no that's a good it. tomato. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't have to do nothing. That's, that's really good food Fresh. right there. Mm. But to, wow. talking about tomatoes, I just shout out to Garden and Eric there. Uh, oh, they're dude, farmers. We need to talk, to, them, need to, talk to these guys. I worked with Garden uh, yeah. a while back when I first came to Palm Springs at a restaurant. I, I, I should have hit them up to bring some tomatoes today. Should have. Uh, we could have. You, you guys are missing out. They're so delicious, yeah. man. Oh, I wow. ate eight of them just sitting there just like. But aren't the best oh, things best like the I've simplest ever. things? That's that's my almost my whole philosophy now. You know, growing back when I was in school, and when you're in school, you can tell a lot uh, about a chef, especially like young ones, because they're like, "Oh man, I'm gonna like do this and that, and freeze dry it, and do mm. this, and add the sauce, and too many yeah. ingredients." And it's like, dude, no, the best food is the simplest food. Yeah. Uh, it's the best ingredients that you don't have to do anything to it, like those tomatoes. Well, those tomatoes were ones. grown with love, man, for sure. And you can tell a grocery, you know, a, a grocery store tomato to the one that. Eric and Garden Grove. Grew, yeah. Just right. wow. unbelievable. 
All right, so I, what I really want to ask you is, um, is there any cool celebrities, any politicians, oh, anybody man. that you've like worked with that you kind of want to brag about? A little uh, humble brag right know, now, dude, you know? I'm, 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 I'm so not a bragger, dude. I don't Those are stripes, bro. I barely <laughs> post stripes, like, on stripes, Instagram yeah. or anything, but like it's well, this yeah, I've time, been right to uh, four uh, Michelin star restaurants, uh, three, three Michelin star restaurants, four of them. Uh, Thomas Keller, who's one of the biggest Ooh, uh, chefs yeah, in, his, in the world, you cooked. For uh, him. He's 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 in my email threads. Like oh, wow. we, hey, we, relax, have, bro. we have connections <laughs> with him. I've been to flex, both flex. the French Laundry. Uh, so so I went to the French Laundry, which is another crazy story, dude. Wow. On a private jet for the night, like the owners uh, surprised me and like two of the general uh, managers. Uh, by saying like, oh, we're going to go to dinner right here in Palm Springs. And then they took us to the airport and they're like, who guessed it? You know, and I'm like, well, I never would I guess that. We got on a private jet, flew to Napa, party bus, two French laundry, Dom Perignon, uh, have, wow. you know, 12 course dinner. You can't remember the rest, night, huh? Have some more wine. No, I can barely remember that. Uh, when I went to New York, yeah, I saw, I saw Hamilton. Ooh. They hooked it up. They saw, I saw Hamilton free, went to Per Se, where the shape so it's much white truffles <laughs> on my pasta uh and went to the colbert show like it just great wow. experiences we said a light flex we said a light flex, <laughs> a light flex right uh came Jeez. back and even here so you know when coachella goes down oh man we they rent out uh, the hotel so i've done like a 300 person uh brunch for levi's they rented out wow. uh sparrow's lodge and solange Knowles was there emily radikowski uh, uh, Alex's Ren, well, it's a bunch of DJs. You, you said you did some stuff for James Franco too. Uh, James Franco came to the Holiday House oh, this last man. Coachella. What you serve him? And I, uh, uh, he had a, a baby greens a salad <laughs> with with add chicken. Very, I know, very yeah, boring. I was yeah, like, yeah, that's like, it. Man, uh, but yeah, he came in with his little right entourage, his <laughs> girl, and he 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 was nice enough to take a picture with me. That's on the oh, that's right on the IG. Tyler Florence, another chef from the Think Food about Network, what's just up came. Next, bro. Jesus. I've done a dinner, a su the surprise dinner. Like this one was like two years ago at Sparrow's Lodge. They told us uh, Anna Gasteyer was one of like the biggest uh, comedians, yeah. female comedians, like yeah, in uh, big, Saturday Night Live, uh, was gonna have her birthday there, and we thought the it was, like, we thought it was a prank. Huh? Uh. We thought it was a prank, and we were like, yeah, right. But that day, uh, a cake arrives, and it's Anna Gasteyer on there, and we're like, oh, it's going down. And it was Tina Fey, Maya Rudolph, oh, Anna wow. Gasteyer, Amy yeah. Pollard. And Rachel Drotch, and they they came. And Did they, they tell they jokes? Took a picture. They were funny. Yes, <laughs> they were definitely. I, I think they're just naturally funny. funny, bro. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, sure. From the Shark Tank, dang, I don't even. Uh, wow, Shark Tank like guys. There's, there's more. Yeah, I get like really uh, nervous because I always do a speech in the beginning of the dinners, mm -hmm. but when I catch eyes with them, I was like, oh. Whoa. God. <laughs> uh, yeah, recently just met David Kench at, at his restaurant, uh, Manresa in los gatos california that was crazy mm. too he wow. came out and i was oh wow like the chef owner uh, who's cool. a celebrity in himself uh right. came out and surprised me from behind like the the dish pit okay. uh but yeah there, there's been a bunch <laughs> kevin spade like there's almost too many that are to to remember but it's been a ride for for wow. sure for sure been impressive a ride. man i never i never paid for coachella <laughs> Lucky. Fuck. <laughs> There's uh, <laughs> they always hook it up. I always, you know, that's just um, you're local. That's right. This question is for Danny. Danny uh, was talking about how shout out Danny. Uh, shout Danny. Yeah, shout out Danny. Thank you. Um, she was mentioning about 
a, a dish that you see maybe that you would like to be uh, done the way I, I don't know how to how to really Almost ask like this before. Well, well, actually, I have a like a surprise for you guys. I'm gonna cook for you guys right Sweet. now. A uh, little dish. Oh, uh, it's called the uh, pasta. It's a carbonara. But like, wh- why why are you gonna cook that? I, I think that's what I was trying to frame this question. Uh, because this there's way. a there's a lot of things right that we especially here from the valley and if you just eat kind of around here, uh, you you have a standard for these dishes that aren't from here. Uh, and until I went to Italy and had this pasta carbonara, I was like, ah, dude, we're going to have ah, an Italian dish. Then. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. So I'm going to cool. uh, try to recreate that for you guys right now. Oh, so, shit. so, uh, can you walk us through the dish a little bit? So it's, it's, it's interesting. Talk about, uh, melting two, uh, cuisines together. So pasta carbonara ha- is pasta, right? And then, uh, some pecorino romano, a little bit of pancetta in there that you, that you, uh, cook up a little bit you toast it up a little bit a little bit of garlic but the interesting thing is the egg there's always an egg in the recipe yeah that goes in some people serve it here in the u.s like you make the pasta and then you crack an egg on top which yeah. i always thought was kind of interesting it's great for the ig but it does nothing for like flavor and enhancing yeah uh, the dish but what the dish is is almost like almost and i'm gonna say this very clear almost like fried rice right it's not fried mm-hmm. rice you know that flavor yeah. you get yeah. from yeah. fried rice is from an right. egg being uh, cooked in rice. Rice. I love, love fried rice. <laughs> uh, I gotta walk in the back too. If you want. <laughs> uh, but it's it's like almost like a fried rice. So you throw the egg in there uh, when everything is still super hot, and it yeah. kind of cooks in there and get that little bit of uh, cooked egg flavor, and yeah. that's what really elevates that dish and adds that richness. Sweet. Now let's talk about some more recent. Um, so after after I've been at the country club, what's some more recent that you've been that you've been up to? Yeah, so I got my first opportunity to, to cook in Palm Springs. Uh, this is probably about uh, seven years ago, maybe, uh, for a for a good group of restaurateurs. I guess one of the one of the first ones here in Palm Springs. Um, I started working with them. I worked with them for about a year and a half, and then had to go my own way. Ended up at a, a catering company that did they gross like. 1.5 million in the year Ooh. that I was there and I, I couldn't believe it like, I was like wow I did things for uh, Dior uh, wow. Johnny Depp's Cologne Savage like in, oh, in, in the shit. middle of nowhere That's in not Savage wow. Joshua Savage, it's Savage bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then from there um, I, wanted, I was going to tell you my, my story about how I landed at the place I'm at right now which is a uh, Sparrows Lodge and Holiday House in Palm Springs, shout two out. little boutique hotels. Shout out All to right. them. Yeah. Uh, great companies to work for. Uh, but by, by being um, a, a yes man, I say it. Um, so I was at this catering company and I, you know, I was, I was doing well. I was doing well at this time now. After a period of um, bouncing around a little bit, uh, trying to find my home because I, I had to leave the restaurant group that i was at because mm. it just they didn't i feel like they didn't believe in me okay right like everything i would make everything i would try to do they like mm, they didn't believe in me why do you feel like they were they were like so you feel like they were underestimating you? they were underestimating definitely why do you, definitely. Why do you feel that way uh, or why did you feel that way because i could see it right so i came into this to this uh restaurant group as a sous chef i thought mm. i was going to be a sous chef which is like second in command uh, in the kitchen and once we started uh, working, it was a pan 
pan Asian restaurant. So anything Asian, like Japanese, Chinese, uh, Mongolian, like anything that falls under the Asian category, right. uh, we were doing that food. But I didn't had barely any experience. Only what they taught me at school, right? Uh, so any, ev- everything uh, that I would do was like we were talking about earlier, self-taught yeah. through yeah. YouTube, through Google, like, and trial and error. So I would look at, you know, hours and hours of videos of, you know, these people, street vendors making these pad thais in, in Thailand and, and and learning until I found, like, the best one that was really good for what we do. But uh, they kept hiring, firing the chef and hiring another chef mm. instead of, like saying, okay, Gabriel, now, like, yeah, you're up, you're up. up. You know, they would got another guy, Better and up. that guy was worse than the last one. Oh, okay. And that, but, but I was still carrying the kitchen because I don't, was the only one that was there from the beginning. Right. You know, They're going through chefs. Order, you're still there. What the uh, clientele that we have here in Palm Springs, which yeah. is very particular, like they're a little bit older, right? So the, at that time, um, some of these newer restaurants wouldn't have made it because it was all about steak and potatoes back then. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, so so I feel like they didn't believe in me, so I gave them 30 days. Uh, I'm going to leave my 30 days. I had no idea what I was going to do. Wow. Um, I ended up at another restaurant where some, where some lady needed help opening a night business. I told her I can do this. She promised me a certain amount of profits from the overall uh, gross net of the restaurant. It didn't happen, so I had to leave there. And then I, and then I ended up going backwards. Like I got a job at Appetito when it first opened, like, you know, $12 an hour just uh-huh. to make ends meet. Yeah, and I was yeah. working uh-huh. that job. I went back to Chris Olson, my first mentor. I was like, hey, do you have any work for me? He said, sure, like, come on in. And, and I helped them out for a little bit. Not what I wanted to do, but what I had to do at that time until I got the right opportunity at the catering place. Right. Um, and he believed in me. And he was like, man, heck, you're good. So I started off as a cook. Very quickly, he's like, okay, you're going to be sous chef. Here's this much. And then soon after that, he said, okay, you're going to be like the chef de cuisine which is like the one who controls most of the food. He still called himself the yeah, chef yeah. out of ego, right, honestly. But, right. And he wasn't even cooking at that time, <laughs> but um, he, he made me chef de cuisine. And then, but he, man, wow. he had a temper. Dude. Like, ah, he was, okay. It was a little difficult to work with the owner because he would blow up. Um, no, I feel like, like that's the stereotype the in the kitchen. Is that the yeah, thing? Maybe like, it is. So Steph, I've never thrown a pan in my life. Like, uh, you know, they, uh. they talk about people like throwing pans yeah. in, the, in the dish pit when they're mad or like, yeah breaking a plate like do you think like social media and like tv have have made that more of like a mainstream thing to do like be like more diva i I think it has but i think it's still around like it's still Uh it's still a a trait that people think a good chef should have not to go be almost scared of that's crazy not to go off on a tangent but when you said right before you started talking about this you said um i got to where i'm at because i was a yes man or i would what did you mean by that? Can you elaborate okay, a little so, bit? Okay, so so um, you know if there, <laughs> I'll tell you this one story from Chris Olson, right? So he mm. said uh, one day he's like, "Hey man, do you, do you know how to trim a tenderloin up? You know, like that's where uh, filet mignon comes from. It's this mm. part of the cow, mm. uh, like on your loin here, that's just almost pure meat, no fat, which is not the best steak." which is kind of weird how they sell yeah, it as yeah. the best kind yeah. of meat, but Ooh, doesn't yeah. have that much flavor, but it's soft. <laughs> you know? right. uh, but he's like, hey, do you know how to trim one up? And I said, like, no. And he's like, okay, uh, we want to help me tonight. I'll show you. I said, okay, sure. He said, but you got to clock out. Mm. You know, like, you're gonna, I'll show you like after. Okay. And I said, really? okay. I said, yes. You know, okay, yes. I, I want to learn. So I clock out and he brings out <laughs> like 10 boxes. 
Motherfucker. And two each in every box. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell, I'm dude? I'm some help. <laughs> no, so he we was, stayed there for yeah. two hours after uh, me and him, uh, side by uh, side, just cleaning tenderloins. So up. did you learn? Wow. Well, I fucking learned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now I know how to how to clean a tenderloin <laughs> and tie it up. Shit. You know, but but I didn't say like, oh no no, I'm sorry, I had plans. You know, like even if I did have plans, which were probably bullshit plans. Yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. this was more important to me. Like yeah, I gotta yeah. learn how to clean the tenderloin. Eventually, it's I'm it's gonna, gonna need that out. skill. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, you still remember that lesson though. Oh yeah, right? you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> And so, so later on, you know, I, I do that thing. I'm, I'm doing these gigs and I have the, uh, the catering job and, uh, this fr- acquaintance, almost friend that I knew, uh, hits me up on Facebook, like 1130, 1140 PM, what the? like, you know, on a Sunday night or something, <laughs> she's messaged me like, Hey Gabe, uh, I have a friend in town. He owns this hotel. Uh, he's kind of on the outs with his girlfriend and he looking for maybe a cooking lesson to kind of bring him back together uh, tomorrow wow. and he's only in town for tomorrow <laughs> pretty much name your own price uh, are you available and, and I was off the next day and I just like ah, man uh, yeah I said yeah yes I'll do it dude I'll do it I'm off I can't give you a menu right now like off the top of my head I kind of have to look for what's good tomorrow and kind of pick up these things, but I'll do it. Uh, and I didn't even think about the money. Honestly, like I, they, she said, name your price. He owns a hotel. He's rich. But when I went there and I did the job and he loved it, he, I made salmon and he, mm. he said like, wow, how did you cook this salmon so perfectly? And I said 10,000 hours. And then he, he got uh, the reference, no right? So he, he's like, oh, you've read outliers. And I said, no, I haven't. But a chef that I've worked with told me, that in order to become a master in something, you have to do it for 10,000 hours. Wow. He's like, oh, wow, that's, that's, that's cool. Well, you should read Outliers. And by the way, I'm opening up this hotel uh, and it's gonna have a kitchen and we're looking to do lunch, maybe some dinners eventually down the road. Are you interested? And I said, yeah, sure. I'll take your card. By the bro. way. Because people <laughs> say that, you know, people when you're doing those kinds of gigs, people are like, oh yeah, well, like maybe you can do this for something else and they, mm. and they never do. but. Mm. Uh, sure enough, dude, a year later, almost exactly a year later, my boss from the uh, uh, catering job is uh, going off on a tantrum about some other employees, and he's just going off, going off, and I get a phone call, and it's from a friend that I hadn't talked to in years, uh, but I know he where he worked, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what I wonder what he wants, you know. So I heard. I, I just put it on silent and this dude kept going on. <laughs> <laughs> the dishwasher came out of the kitchen. He's like, hey man, is everything all right? You know, like, yeah. ready to uh, like, come out. And I was like, oh, no, 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 it's okay. He's not yelling at me. He's just yelling. You know, and, and then we, he, I go, I like, okay, and I go listen to the voicemail and he's like, hey, Gabe, I don't know what you're doing right now, if you're happy or not, but I have this opportunity for you. Why don't you come in and you can check this place out? And, you know, and I went and sure enough, I took, I took a little bit of a pay cut but uh i knew that eventually in the long run it was going to be beneficial for me and wow. it really was like it was really the turning point i think uh uh in my life where i got to see a lot of things and uh cook what i want to cook and make every a lot of people happy which is really the core of of what uh, a chef is being about you're making people happy right. dude. like that's that's in, it's instant gratification what a story. you make food you give it to people and you can see man i i like to sneak out yeah. there and look at the faces when they eat and they're like 
you know, like eyes ah, roll back. So just, Boom, <laughs> instant gratification. <laughs> don't pay me. <laughs> I don't need my check. Just that, that's how I. That's all I need. That's right all I need right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I'd, I'd so, love. I would love. What a beautiful story. Like if a chef yeah. cooks something for me, I would even like him to, him or her, to see that I enjoy the food too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I, and that's a big thing that I do now. Uh, every dinner that I do or at work, I. I go out in the beginning and introduce the whole staff down to the dishwasher and the dishwasher usually gets wow. the biggest clap, right. the biggest round of applause, you know, cause I always say, she set up the table and she does all the dishes right. after then people like, you know, and it was just yeah. awesome. I love seeing. Yeah. Uh, it's cool because you never know, like that dishwasher can be a chef one day. Yeah, maybe, you know exactly. what I mean? And I give them all the opportunities. Right. Uh, but yeah, the point of that story was like, I, if, if you have, if you can do something that uh, is something that you love to do and um you know you might not go swimming or get lay out <laughs> you know the right. next day or whatever just do it because you right. never know what's going to come out of it can i ask you um the way it's presented is that all you it's like the way you're introduced and like the way oh no that came, that came from a, a a meeting uh before in and um sitting down with you know the owners and is a current collaborative some, it's a collaborative effort yeah. we're like oh we should do that. And, and it's always a work in progress it didn't start off that way it started off maybe like a nice little dinner for 13 and this is what we're gonna do but eventually as this, as uh time went on you're like what how can we improve and you're always looking for ways to improve like oh now we're gonna add this in the middle which is a little bite from the chef that's not on the menu and that's kind of like a secret but it's fun and then uh, when they leave now we're going to give them this little memento to remember the night too and right and and you get inspiration from our our travels and eating at other restaurants and doing how does the like how does the dinner come about like how do you, how do you know how to set up your guest list like do people uh, have to book in advance people have to book in advance and luckily for us it's like four months in advance oh, wow during yeah. season awesome yeah yeah because it's a family affair and we do uh 32 to 40 people at one time and you can just go with your spouse and like yeah. sit with a bunch of and people. And you sit with yeah. a bunch of strangers and, you know, you share stories. And by the end of the dinner, uh, you made some sometimes I can't even like get in there and say thank you because they're, everybody's having a good time. That's and wonderful. they don't want to leave. Wow. <laughs> what a beautiful experience. Yeah, food this brings sounds people awesome. together, yeah. man. And I, like, it's just a great, uh, it's a great profession to be in, I yeah. think. Cause it's, it's a necessity. I always think about that, too, when when um like i get down on myself back in the days when i'd be like man servers make all the money uh-huh. maybe i should be a server but then i'm like but that's no you know what if i was like on a deserted like deserted island and i know how to i can food. take like fruits and yeah, things yeah, i yeah. make like a meal for myself what are they gonna do wow. <laughs> look know? for that so i'm like there and, and even if you know ai and robots and stuff get in the future are they gonna be able to cook and taste right. things like no dude my nah. my profession is like Forever. It's a necessity. Yeah, it's a necessity. It's a human necessity. Even just to feed yourself. Mm -hmm. There you go. So if you're thinking about whether being the chef or being the server at the time, <laughs> which one is more important? Money's there you fine, go. but in you, the long run. Um, that's a good uh, segue to maybe you can ask that question that we, we always seem to ask, you know? Staple yeah. selected. Yeah, let's do question. it. <laughs> <laughs> so Gabriel... Um, Let's say you uh, picture yourself crossing paths with eighteen-year-old uh, you. <laughs> what would you What would you tell him? I'm gonna take that from uh, Jaime over there and get off your ass. There you dude. go. 
And uh, go, go, <laughs> shout out, and be, That's be right. you, oh, yeah. be yourself, be you, dude. Like you, I feel like you, you know, uh, when you're younger, who you get a glimpse of like who you are, right? Yeah. And people are telling you that stuff, like, oh man, you're good at this, or you're very creative, you're you're very athletic, you right. know, like don't that that that's it right there yeah mm. that's it right okay. there just just uh be you and 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 focus on that and uh, discover that like don't be afraid to to experience that to dive in to uh meddle in it you know like ask yourself questions even go out and do things like i knew i was going to be creative i almost went to to art school like i went and mm. applied and they showed me the school and i took the little test you know if you're going to get in but the, yeah and I was like, maybe no, you know, but I, but uh -huh. I, but I went there. Yeah. And cooking called me more. Right. Obviously. But, but art was in me from those. And I feel like still you, an artist, you somewhat incorporated still within your, exactly, your for sure. culinary. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like what's next now? Like, where do you see, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Cause from just this, you know, you're, you're on the up and up. It's only, I feel like from here, it's just getting better and, and better. And you're still and young, man. You're still, right. you're still. <laughs> So where do, you see your, where do you see yourself? <laughs> in, <laughs> in, <laughs> in I was younger, you know. Some people always tell me that, like, like, oh, you're so young. You're like, ah, there's some kids out there <laughs> younger than me. They're like killing it, you know. But um, I've always, I've always uh, thought of that I, I'm from Palm Springs. You know, people always ask me like, where, where'd you come from? Are you from LA? You mm -hmm. know, because people from around here assume that if yeah. you're really good at something you must have come they from somebody else somewhere else yeah. Right. Yeah, you're, you're imported in, you're imported <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're imported. <laughs> nah you're uh, just but showing no, dude, that i'm from like i'm i, I didn't even i didn't even do what most chefs do which is like oh, i want to get good i'm gonna go to new york or and go train, to france you know right. or i'm gonna go some to people france get for good two and leave. years right yeah like no dude i i trained here luckily i ran into some really good chefs that mentored me uh, at the country club where I worked for like three and a half years every season I had a different chef I had a chef from Singapore I had a chef from the Midwest and I just always had a little notepad in my back pocket and yeah. the pen and just wrote down every recipe that they gave me every tip uh, every ingredient that I didn't know what I would like write it down so I have tons of these little notepads uh, still like in my closet that I can <laughs> reference oh, uh, but that's 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 what I did and and uh, I want to represent four Palm Springs because I love this city. It's yeah. not where it's you're not from, even that big. Or where you're it found. sounds crazy. Like, yeah. nah, but Palm Springs city, is but Palm Springs is global, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm, you know, that's kind of like the little joke that we have going on right now from Palm Springs for Palm Springs, like little mayor. But yeah. eventually, I would like to uh, open up a, a restaurant of my own. I think, uh, I think it's a good of course, of course. gauge. Yeah, you know, if you say it's you're good really goal. good, then yeah. you just said it here, Do man. It. So it from the speaking beginning. it out yeah, to the universe out. right now. I'm putting it out right that's now. Right. That's, that's right. That's right. First step. Hey, by the, by the way, um, those little notepads. Um, are you gonna put a book together so we can get some of these nice I've recipes? I've been thinking about a book for a long time now. Wow. I think it's. Uh, I that's just haven't ran into the right publisher person. Yeah, that's right. like, dude, I've hey, written a book, or you know, hey, something anybody, like that. So hey, anybody that's anybody listening, listening, yeah, yeah actually, I'm, I'm actually, right when we're done, I I have a person that uh, yeah, hey, that'd be super cool, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have enough material for a book. I think one, one or two. <laughs> there you go. I believe it. That recipes. That's the beauty of this whole thing, man. That's you know. 
getting to meet people, and collaborating then maybe, with maybe people. then we'll come back, dude, and be yeah, like, no, dude, for sure. That's we're the definitely goal. gonna sit down with yeah, yeah, yeah. do episode hey. 20, and you know, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, Gabe, for reals, thank you for, for yeah, sharing everything with us, oh, um, letting pleasure. us into your world, and for and real. and just being so open and like so upfront with us, and just letting it's everybody learn a little bit about yourself. Of course, you're more than just what we just talked about you're you're like an onion you know <laughs> yeah yeah there's tons <laughs> yeah, of things but definitely and i've always held things back i've i was telling uh, uh luis and david that before uh like off camera that i've i've done plenty of interviews you know with the desert sun and with like the wall street journal and the usa today and wow. and and other publications that are, i always hold things the real things back and right, kind of yeah, just yeah. make myself look like oh i'm an angel uh but <laughs> but the reason why i wanted to share this uh with you guys because you guys are local and you know right. there Thank might you, be man. somebody Thank out there that. might be somebody out there that can uh, that is in right. the same boat that i was uh 20 years ago and can hopefully it helps him to, to think like it's never too late and uh you can you late. can yeah you can find that thing inside you that makes you push forward and away from negative things man shout out chef awesome. hey um before we leave do you want to share maybe you know anything like your instagram or your oh yeah 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 you definitely can find me on ig uh chef woo one life uh, and that came from almost starting uh, like a clothing line once i was like uh, one okay. life <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, chef woo one life uh again where, where, where are you uh chopping it up right now right now i'm in at two boutique hotels uh sparrows lodge in palm springs and holiday house in palm springs we're open for lunch uh, 11 to 6 we don't have day. to we don't have to wait four months you right? don't have to make a reservation for lunch but for dinners definitely <laughs> uh make a reservation and that's they're right. worth it so that's yeah. right that's right that's right just may, maybe mention you you've heard this podcast now yeah well on that note we'll go ahead and close it out again chef Wu. thank you for your time and thank you for the knowledge you spit and i right. mean right. this is all about you know the listener and for them to take something out of it is is the ultimate goal really so on that end um uh, again my name is luis i'm here with my boy uh co-host david renee What's That's up? it. Selected series episode five. Peace All out, guys. Right, Peace. 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 Peace.